0: Now, when these things begin to take place, stand up and raise your heads, because your redemption is drawing near. In the name of one God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, amen. Please be seated. Two hunters got lost in the woods. The first hunter said, Don't worry, all we have to do is shoot into the air three times. Stay where we are and someone will find us. The second hunter was skeptical. You mean we just stay here and wait? That's right, said the first hunter. And so they shot into the air three times, but no one came. After a while, they tried again, but still no response. Finally, the second hunter said, Well, I suppose we can try it again, but it better work this time. We're down to our last three arrows. (laughs) Today is the first Sunday of Advent, a season marked by a spirit of expectancy and waiting. But if today's gospel tells us anything, it's that we wait for Jesus in the midst of a world that, if we're honest, can leave us feeling Lost In today's gospel, we have frightening images, confusing metaphors, and apocalyptic imagery, all of which is actually meant to throw us off balance, to unsettle us, and to put us in touch with that feeling. We try so hard to outrun that feeling of being lost. Because the truth is, we do wait for Jesus in the midst of a tumultuous and sometimes scary world. And I do get that we live, for the most part, a privileged life. That we do not know drought and poverty and persecution as a daily reality. But we do know greed and addiction and mental illness. We know divorce and health scares and unfulfilled longing. We know anger and confusion and grief. And above all, we all know what it means to wait, to wait for completion, for fulfillment, for rescue, to be down to our last three arrows, wanting someone to find us and feeling scared that no one will come. And of course, Jesus knew that this would be part of our experience, that his disciples would get discouraged. In fact, in the context of Luke's gospel, when Jesus speaks these words, things have taken a turn for the worse for the twelve, because years earlier, they had left everything To follow this charismatic man in whom grace and compassion were made visible. In dropping their nets to follow Jesus, the future must have seemed so bright. But in today's gospel, years have passed, and in less than a week he will be crucified, a fate that he seems to embrace. And the disciples, understandably, do not understand. They feel lost. And the words that Jesus speaks today are spoken from a place of knowing that they feel lost. A place of knowing that in this world we all go through seasons where we sometimes feel lost. Emily and I recently moved into our new house here in Austin. Our daughter Annie calls our new home the blue house because the color of the front door. But Annie and I were talking the other day about Christmas and gifts and Santa Claus. And she was giggling and happy and very excited. But then out of nowhere, her face got sullen And I could tell that she was processing something and that she was scared. And so I asked Annie what was wrong. And she said, Dada, will Santa know where to find us in the Blue House? I was very quick to assure Annie that Santa knew exactly where we lived, that I had personally reached out to the North Pole and gotten a written reply from Santa himself confirming the address change. And this seemed to help put to rest Annie's fears. But the reason I shared this little moment with you is because it brings to light one of the most primitive questions that we as human beings bring to this world. Whenever we're scared that we might be lost, the question we always ask is, will I be found? When I've lived in three different homes since last Christmas, will Santa find me? A normal question to ask whenever you're three. But as we get older, the question doesn't go away, it just looks a little different. When the doctor calls and I hear the diagnosis, will Jesus find me? When I go to bed lonely and unsure of myself, will Jesus find me? When the youngest graduates and leaves the house, will Jesus find me? When the whole world around me seems to be falling apart, will Jesus find me? Now, when these things begin to take place, Jesus says in today's gospel, these things that make you scared, these things, Things that often leave you feeling so lost. When these things begin to take place, stand up. Raise your head because your redemption is drawing near. Heaven and earth will pass away. But my word to you, he says, my promise to you, that will never pass away. St. Augustine once said that hope was the best of the theological virtues. Faith only tells us that God is, he said. Love only tells us that God is good, but hope, he said, tells us that God will work God's will. Advent reminds us that together we are waiting for God to work God's will that God's will is to redeem, and that our waiting takes place in all sorts of different circumstances. We wait when life is good, when the beauty of this world and the wonder of life and the mystery of love are crystal clear. And we often wait when life is hard, when our heart is broken by longing and loss and fear. But the point of today's gospel is that regardless of the conditions in which we wait, we need not fear when the world around us collapses that God is coming, not to punish us, but because God loves us and wants to redeem us, that it doesn't matter how lost we may feel because Jesus will always find us. There's a great sign at the entrance of a corn maze in northern Virginia that one will read before entering. It says, Attention, if you become lost or confused in the corn maze, stay calm, don't panic, help is on the way. Every Thursday morning we send a rescue team into the maze to bring out everyone left from the previous weekend. They are highly trained and can usually locate over two-thirds of those left behind. (laughs) The message of today's gospel is very simple. Jesus is coming. Stay calm. Don't panic. You will not be left behind. In fact, what Jesus actually says is that we are to be on guard so that our heart isn't weighed down with worry. And so the question I would have you consider this week is, what measure do you need to take in your own life to guard your heart this Advent, to keep hope alive, to care for your heart so that it is not weighed down with worry? Because as we all know, whenever we do not guard our heart, the world will always weigh it down. And so what specifically do you need to do in your own life to keep hope alive this Advent? For me, it is three very specific things. I need a daily rhythm of prayer. I need eight hours of sleep. And I need a daily reminder that struggle is not bad, but very normal. And something that God uses to build character and sanctify my soul. Those are three very specific things I need in my own life to keep hope alive, but that's my list. I'm wondering what would be on your list. What do you need to do to guard your heart this Advent to make sure that you are not weighed down with worry? Your homework for assignment for the week is to answer that question. And as you ponder that question, I want to share with you something that German theologian Dietrich Bonhoeffer wrote while imprisoned by the Nazis for his resistance to Hitler. And he wrote these words to a friend from jail. Life in a prison cell reminds me a great deal of Advent, he says. One waits and hopes and potters about. But in the end, what we do is of little consequence, for the door is shut and can only be opened from the outside. If Advent means anything, it's that when we most need it, a door will be opened. Now, I'm not saying that a door will be opened when we most want it. I'm not saying that a door will be opened whenever it's most convenient. I'm not even saying the door that we imagine is going to open. But what I will say is that when we most need it, Jesus will open the right door for us. Meaning that if the world is lost, or if it's not, and we just sometimes feel like it is, it is God's job to find us. Our job is to be alert, to guard our heart, to lift our head, to drop the arrows, and to just stay put. To know that regardless of where we are, or what's happened to us, or what mistakes we've made, or how we feel, or any other qualifying factor our fearful mind might conjure up, that Jesus will always find us. And so when these things begin to take place in your life, whatever these things are for you that sometimes leave you feeling scared and alone and lost, when these things begin to take place, Jesus says, stand up, raise your head, because your redemption is drawing near. Amen.